Time for us to get ready for our midday program here on KRVN. Scott Foster here with you on this Monday. Hope you're doing well. It is going to be quite the weather week as we look into all kinds of stuff here as... uh, I don't know. We'll see. Susan Littlefield in here with us, and uh, yeah, it could be interesting. We don't know exactly. we got a pretty good idea it's going to snow. We're not exactly sure where, right, Susan? Well, that's my understanding. I was talking to Bryce Anderson earlier from DTN, and he said, you know, the Panhandle and and West, they could see some accumulations Mm -hmm. of snow, but everybody else could see that cold, drizzly, wet rain, which, you know, we don't need a killing frost yet because the crops aren't ready. Yeah, and that's what they're talking about on Friday and Saturday. So so we'll see. We'll have Paul Perkins in here for us in about 15 minutes to kind of clear some of that out, but it should be interesting. What do you got for us today, Susan? Well, we're going to kick it all off at 12.19. As Nebraska Cattlemen's President Mike Drennan recently spoke at the Dawson County Cattlemen's Meeting. We'll get an update coming from Clay Patton on that. Well, a new president has stepped into the National Corn Growers Association. He just happens to be Kevin Ross, who has uh, roots, shall we say, right in our listening area. But he's uh, a producer from Iowa. So we hear more from Bruce Gorder as he talks to Kevin about his role, his goals, as he takes over the helm of the National Corn Growers. And then stepping in at 117. I caught up on Thursday with Congressman Jeff Fortenberry. They're on a working recess right now, and he sat down to talk to me about USMCA and the need to get it done. All right. Very good. Always good to hear from Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. Turn it over to Jason Jorgensen now, and uh, Wendell Robinson was the go-to guy for the Huskers late, and uh, he gets an award for it. Yes, for the second time in the last three weeks, he is the Big Ten Freshman of the Week. Where would they be if oh. he hadn't developed? You know, in that run that he made for the touchdown uh, early in that game, another bad snap, and he was able to make something of it, uh, made a guy miss. Uh, he is certainly performing well and well-deserving. Of course, he had the big catch that set up the uh, game-winning field goal at the end, so uh, he's chugging right along. He's having himself a pretty nice year. Uh, former Nebraska head coach Bill Callahan, he's a head coach again. He gets to be the captain of the Titanic, known as the Washington Redskins right now, and their 0-5 record as he was named interim head coach today. Well, him and Zach Taylor can commiserate. There's no win between them right now. So. Yeah, you have to worry about Zach's future there in Cincinnati. That's got out to a bad start. I thought it was funny yesterday, Washington coach Jay Gruden, pretty much knew he was about ready to mm-hmm. walk the plank. He was asked after the game if he thought he'd be fired. He says, well... I'll see you tomorrow. If my card, if my pass card works, and I know I've still got a job. Well, doesn't nope. work, man. No, nope. so work. we'll see if Callahan can work some wonders there in the nation's capital. Can't wait for those press conferences. That'll be fun. All right, we turn it over to Bob Brogan now. Stocks a little mixed right now, Bob. Stocks are mixed. They were up a little bit earlier, but uh, what goes up must come down. Technical stocks turned slightly higher, while industrials remained lower in midday trading. NVIDIA gained 2.6%, and Ingersoll Rand gave up 1.1%. Meanwhile, General Electric is freezing the pension plan for 20,000 workers, and a British labor union is not happy over HSBC cutting 10,000 worldwide jobs. BD and Holdridge is going to add... Some jobs at its Holdreach facility, so that's uh, good financial news for that area. All right, very good. That's all coming up on Mid... Time for us to check in on our weather and how it affects us. 
in agriculture and around the world. And we've got Paul Perkins in here. And, uh, well... Nice for a while. Yeah, a couple of real nice <laughs> days, then things. Three to be they, exact. Three of them. Three if you of count them. today, yes. Okay. okay, and if you like a little bit of a southern breeze, that's this is good to help dry some stuff out, but then things, they are a change after that. Yeah, major change on the way as we head towards uh, about Wednesday into Thursday, but it doesn't look like it's going to be a system that will uh, keep the effects of that cold and wet for very long across areas. So long-term prospects looking actually pretty good. Now, I noticed earlier we're talking about good chance for a killing freeze, though, Friday and Saturday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Thursday night and Friday night, looking at that best chance for uh, getting down to that hard freeze level so that growing season coming to an end not that there was too much left except for you know maybe our lawns right. <laughs> and a little bit of garden area yeah, but yeah, yeah exactly okay. all right very good right now we do have temperatures in the upper 50s to the low 60s for the most part few locations in those been in upper 60s currently at 67 in aurora and hebron also 65 into the omaha area a few spattering of mid 60s over northern kansas including oberlin at 66 68 at Ray, Colorado, Northeast Colorado, our overnight low in the state of Nebraska, down to 22 in Bushnell in the southwest part of the Nebraska Panhandle. And, of course, we did have many locations get down into the low and mid-30s, especially along the northwest of the line from about Columbus down to Lexington, McCook, on into northwest Kansas and northeast Colorado. Some temperatures low and mid-30s overnight. So. That's twice now that Bushnell's been in the 20s. <laughs> yeah, What's going and, on in Bushnell? Well, they're very close to Wyoming. So. That's okay. All right. Yeah, today through Wednesday, sunshine, seasonal temperatures, southerly winds warming up the temperatures during the day, keeping the overnight lows on the milder side as high pressure slides off towards the east and low pressure approaches from the west, basically in between systems over the next few days. Rain and some thunderstorms likely late Wednesday into Thursday uh, with the approach of a strengthening area of low pressure. So late Wednesday into Thursday morning, mainly Thursday night, Wednesday night into Thursday morning is the main gist of those uh, moisture chances with that area of low pressure starting to move on to the plains. With moisture wrapping around the back of the low, snow will mix with rain. Thursday night into Friday morning, there is a chance of a dusting of snow in much of Nebraska, northern areas of Nebraska to the north of Highway 92. Just some minor accumulations expected for the time being. But as you head towards the northwest, like Pine Ridge areas of Nebraska, maybe upwards of four to six inches of snow. Widespread freezing temperatures Friday and Saturday morning. So once again, Friday and Saturday morning on the widespread freezing temperatures likely coming to an end on the growing season. Temperatures not even climbing out of the 30s on Friday will be very close to some record cold daytime highs. A modest warming trend is anticipated next weekend as weak high pressure builds back from across the plains. The long-term forecast does not keep it cool for long. It will likely stay cooler than normal this weekend through early next week for Nebraska, Kansas, and much of the central and western U.S., that bulk of the coldest air from Wyoming and Montana into the Dakotas. Above normal temperatures are likely the middle of next week through October 20th in Nebraska and Kansas. And it's likely to be drier than normal for precipitation the entire time in Nebraska and Kansas from this weekend through October 20th. Key weather factors impacting the markets include rain, snow, and cold from the central U.S. and very little rain predicted for Brazil soybean areas. A substantial surge of cold air will quickly expand to cover nearly all areas from the Mississippi Valley and to the west by Friday. A winter-like storm will develop across the central plains by midweek. Drift to the northeast, reaching the upper Great Lakes by Friday. Significant snow is expected. 
from the central Rockies to the northern plains and far upper Midwest. So the bulk of the snow to our north. Thunderstorms will develop late in the week from the Midwest to the southeastern plains. Freezes will end the growing season by Friday night across the western Corn Belt, including Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, and the Dakotas. But once again, here in Nebraska and Kansas, likely to see that season-ending freeze by Friday morning. This will turn the Midwest harvest weather very unfavorable this week with the moisture and cold. Moderate to heavy rain in western areas this last weekend. Unfavorable for maturing crops and is leading to poor drying conditions. Expected rain early this week in the eastern Midwest, though, actually favoring the filling of crops, especially in Indiana and Ohio, where it's been dry. The northern plains will see moderate to heavy snow and very strong winds that cause transportation delays and harvest disruption. Across Brazil, more rain is needed to start widespread soybean planting. Rain coverage this week will be scattered, and planting is likely to remain on the slow side. Well, so the uh, Jekyll and Hyde October will, uh, I mean, it holds form. Yep, the old good tug of war between yep. uh, summer and winter onward here. Yeah, we're going to get a taste of winter by probably Thursday and Friday. Yeah, I couldn't li- see record cold daytime highs or oh. very close to it on Friday. In central Nebraska, I think we'd have to stay at 35 or lower to actually achieve a record cold daytime okay. highs. But right now we're projected to be at least in the upper 30s. But, wow. yeah, Friday looking to be a very... Uh, brutal day across the area. Probably some north winds to go along with that. Mm, good, good, <laughs> good. Well, f- football Friday will be fun <laughs> yeah. this week, that's for sure. So, all right. Well, thank you very much, Paul. I appreciate where do you go to check in on your weather, sir? KRVN.com. When bad weather happens, you can rely on KRVN. We are your home for up-to-the-minute coverage of flooding. And a flooded south part of Kearney. Doesn't look like any of these roads are going to open anytime soon. Tornadoes. Three tornado warnings that are in effect right now, and two of them until 745. This storm that has spawned these tornadoes has now grown. And severe weather impacting our listing area. The southern part of this tornadic thunderstorm could be moving back through the Farnham area in the next few minutes as well. We will be there to alert you to any significant weather events and we can take you to the scene with our reporters for in-moment experiences. Where we have the drone right now, we're facing to the south looking at Interstate 80 and literally right off as you head north into Kearney, this is why they have the interstate shut down, waters over the road, so they don't want folks driving through that obviously. With our social media pages, you can find photos, videos, and interviews in real time. Check out krvn.com for podcasts, interviews, and news stories. 880 KRVN. We are who you rely on when bad weather happens. Clay Patton on the Rural Radio Network. You can hear the chatter and the commotion behind me. We have just finished up the Dawson County Cattlemen's first meeting of the late year that will run clear through 2020. But a special guest here tonight speaking as well is uh, the Nebraska Cattlemen's President, Mike Drennan. And, Mike, we appreciate you being here this evening. Talk to us about why it's important, this grassroots level, of having a, a county association like this. Well, again, appreciate the opportunity for being here. And that's who we are. We're a grassroots organization, and that's where all of our policy starts. And then we take that policy, you know, it comes to our board, and we come to our our annual convention. We go through the committees, and it goes through that process. 
and then it's voted on. It's voted on by all the members, and so then that's where that it starts from. But it does start truly from the grassroots level, and just your local affiliates here. That that's where it all is, because this is where what happens on the state level. Then they bring it back to the local level, and then it's just a more of a personal where they get to talk to the producers one on one, where it's so hard to do, you know, as a state leaders and things to see everybody. And so our local affiliates and how we're set up with that is so extremely important. And Dawson County is just a perfect example of a great, strong affiliate in what they've done for the Nebraska cattlemen. Now, there recently there was a meeting in Omaha, kind of, as you poised it, an emotional kind of outreach of cattlemen or cattle producers from across the country. But the state organization, the national organization, keeping cattlemen at the center of their conversation as well. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, we've been working with this for a long time. And uh, and from the get-go of any of these problems that, that has been talked about, the National Cattlemen's and the Nebraska Cattlemen's have been at the forefront of this. We've been talking to our elected leaders. We've worked through so many processes with this for such a long, long time. And even before, you know, some of these market issues have happened, we've had great people. And, that, and part of those people are here from Dawson County. It's been on our marketing committees and things like that. We've been very pro active and that's what we've done and everything that we do you know and what we're trying to work with we base everything you know it's all the factual evidence of what we're working with and so that's very important and our members deserve that because it's uh, the character and uh, who we are as Nebraska cattlemen. Mike as, as we kind of start to wind up our interview 2019 has been a rough year whether you want to look on the farm side the cattle side but what is one positive thing you see in the industry right now that cattlemen can focus on? It's the people it, it really is everybody's been through such a hard hard year and then now with this market situation that we've had lately I mean it's just been tough on everybody and what's great about it is you go around and it's the people they're hard-working people they're devoted to what they do they put the livestock first and it's all about their families and their operations and that's what we are as the Nebraska Cattlemen's Association and then also with NCBA we're about the families we're about trying to preserve that and keep that a viable industry in this state so it boils down to the people and that's the one thing that of my travels across this state is this the uh, perseverance and strength where are these people at how well grounded they are and that's that's what we are as a cattle mike we've covered a lot of information final thoughts closing words or anything we've overlooked during the conversation you know we could probably sit here another five ten minutes there's enough things going on no there's a lot of good things happening uh, we appreciate everything that you guys have done in the rural radio network and getting the information out we just want people to pay attention to what we're doing with the cattlemen's association and you know first and foremost we need members and we've got a lot of great great members across this state and the more members we can pull together we can have a stronger policy go to Lincoln and have a better force of what on trying to work through any kind of policies. That again, Nebraska Cattlemen's Association, Mike Drennan. Speaking at the Dawson County Cattlemen's County Meeting, when you want the latest in ag news and market information, follow, like, and listen to the Rural Radio Network. Equip your smartphone with the free KRVN app, powered by Capital Sales. Get breaking story alerts, up-to-date market information, and live weather in your pocket. Listen to podcasts on your time, watch the latest KRVN videos, and receive closings and cancellation information all at your fingertips. Download the KRVN app for iPhone and Android wherever you get free apps. Proudly powered by Capital Sales.
Time for us to take a look at sports. Jason Jorgensen in here on a Monday. And, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about this during our roundtable, but Wondell Robinson has really been, unlike a lot of other things that came out of fall camp, this one was right. Wondell's really something. He sure has, and he just picked up his second Big Ten Freshman of the Week award for his efforts in accounting for 186 all-purpose yards in Nebraska's nail-biting win over Northwestern. Of course, Robinson on Saturday rushed for 44 yards and seven carries, highlighted by his career-long 42-yard touchdown run for Nebraska's only TD in the game. Then he hauled in a career-high seven catches for 123 yards, including that big 33-yarder in the final minute of regulation to help set up the game-winning field goal. Of course, there was a lot of drama in Saturday's game, and linebacker Muhammad Berry talks about the keys to pulling that one out. All those penalties, all that, it don't matter. You know, If you're calm, cool, and collective, and you're executing at a high level, that's all that matters. That's what we did, even after all those penalties and stuff like that. We felt like if we play our ball, we're going to win this game no matter what. The Huskers now head out on the road. They'll play at undefeated Minnesota on Saturday night, and I know Minnesota has not played the greatest schedule in the world, and they were lucky to win their three non-conference games they're a competent bunch and they're seven point favorite right now in minnesota and uh, they played better the last couple of weeks so uh, we shall see kickoff on saturday night at 6 30 speaking of game times big 12 and fox sports announced today that k-state's october 19th game against tcu that one will kick off at 1 30 former nebraska head coach bill callahan was named interim head coach of the washington redskins today Club fired Jay Gruden after an 0-5 start to the sixth season of his tenure that featured just one playoff appearance. The Redskins went just 35-49-1 under Gruden. Speaking of the NFL and Monday Night Football tonight, it's Cleveland at San Francisco. Well, Philip Lindsay rushed for 114 yards, and Denver's defense forced three TD or three turnovers as the Broncos picked up their first win under Vic Fangio's. They beat the Chargers 20-13, and Fangio says... It was nice to break through. The way I look at it, it's just the first win for the 2019 Broncos. Obviously, the next few days will be better than the few days after the last few games for me and everybody else. But um, I'm really just happy for this team. These guys have, I know the results don't show it, and results can obscure a lot of things, justifiably so. But these guys have been doing everything we asked for them. They fought. Well, he is an everyday kind of guy, isn't he? <laughs> He's definitely, he spe- sounds like a defensive coordinator, doesn't he? <laughs> the victory was the 500th in franchise history. And about the Chiefs last night, losing last wow. night at home, they were knocked out by Indianapolis 19-13. to Major League Baseball playoff action is your thing. You have to love today, right now, going on. It's Houston at Tampa Bay. Later on this afternoon, Atlanta at St. Louis. The two night games have the Dodgers at Washington and then the Yankees at Minnesota, though. Have to hustle to get those games into Minnesota before that storm. Yeah, That's they really will, and hopefully, Twins play a little bit better. Yeah. You know, <laughs> they got to hit home runs to win. That's they been did. the recipe all year long. Yep. That is a look at sports. For more, find it anytime at krvn.com. I'm Jason Jorgensen. Thanks, Jason. Hey there, hungry harvesters! No time for lunch. Not on our watch. KRVN, The River, Cami are on the lookout for producers in the field. We'll be traveling throughout our listening area delivering harvest breaks with the best barbecue and beef around from Skeeter Barns and ice-cold bottles of water to harvest crews with no time to waste. Happy harvest from these sponsors. 
2019 Fall Legislative Forum with the Nebraska Chamber of Commerce and Industry and Blueprint Nebraska discussion was held Friday in Kozad. Some of the same legislative issues are expected to come to the forefront of the 2020 legislature. Gothenburg Senator Matt Williams sees replacement of Nebraska's business tax incentive program, Nebraska Advantage, and property tax relief as two of the priorities. But he says it seems to be getting harder to get 33 votes. Well, I think we're coming closer to a solution, but uh, it is difficult to find 33 votes, and it requires uh, diplomacy. It uh, requires compromise on the part of people. One of the disturbing things in our legislature right now is that we have some people on uh, all the fringes that are unwilling to uh, compromise or seek compromise. So finding 33 is, is a difficult lift, but I believe we can do that. The Business Incentives Bill, LB-720, and a property tax relief measure, LB-289, are still available. Nebraska Attorney General Doug Peterson recently hosted a mobile office in Kozad to meet with students, civic groups, and local officials. Peterson says his office offers a wide range of consumer protection and mediation services, but is also ready to represent the state's citizens in multi-state antitrust lawsuits. So we may be involved in several multi-state. We just recently had an announcement about two weeks ago that Nebraska, along with 47 other states, are going to be a part of an investigation into Google and some of their behaviors and whether or not it amounts to antitrust behavior. So it's a full spectrum of helping one individual who's been uh, defrauded by some company and trying to work that out through our mediation center or possibly filing a cause of action against a company in state court to looking at a uh, national uh, multi-state antitrust type of lawsuit. Fifty U.S. states, including Nebraska and territories led by Texas, recently announced an investigation into Google's potential monopoly of online search and advertising capabilities to target millions of consumers for their personal data. Kansas Governor Laura Kelly says she's launching Kansas's first formal strategy in 30 years to strengthen economic development. Kelly pledged to work with industries and economic development specialists to write a comprehensive plan to speed economic growth. A report is expected by March 2020. The project will be coordinated by the Kansas Department of Commerce and the McKinsey Consulting Firm. Secretary of Commerce David Tolan says Kansas has lagged in key economic indicators. On the Rural Radio Network, I'm Dave Schroeder. October 1st brought a change in leadership at the National Corn Growers Association. Lynn Crisp of Hastings, Nebraska, has just completed his tenure as president, and Kevin Ross of Minden, Iowa, has been seated as the new president. I asked Kevin what his top priorities are as he takes the reins. Well, I tell you what, Bruce, we're uh, you know we're still um, working on the small refinery exemptions. Um, I think we're close to getting news on that, but uh, but. You know that was a, a key thing that uh, we've been working on for a while, and a uh, thing that I had the chance to talk to the president about directly in June. Um, but uh, again, still working on that. Hopefully, we're we're going to come to a positive resolution to that soon. And um, and we got we got plenty of other stuff coming right after that. As soon as you know, as soon as hopefully we get something there, we gotta we gotta be busting our tails on uh, USMCA because uh, just market uncertainty out there is uh, not helping the farmer at all. 
Yeah, there's uh, just a lot going on. As far as those small refinery exemptions, uh, you've been working on that for for a long time, and that has really, really hit the uh, ethanol industry and the corn industry uh, awfully hard right now. It has. It's uh, it, it's hit both uh, ethanol and biodiesel, and um, you know both of these uh, industries are just absolutely hugely important to the corn farmer. Um, certainly, the ethanol industry is uh, is, is tops in that, but uh, there's a lot of corn oil that goes into biodiesel as well. So we can't forget about that market either, and, and our friends on the soybean side. But but you know we just this this whole thing has been. Um, uh, an issue that that uh, has taken up far too much time and and far and it's gone on far too long. Um, uh, the fact is, we we've got to get this uh, this part of a uh, the policy, the RFS uh, policy, back in order and um, working correctly with uh, um, you know with that market certainty for the ethanol industry. Now you mentioned uh, USMCA is uh, among other trade agreements. Uh, this one is signed and sealed, but it needs to get uh, delivered, and uh, it has to come out of Congress. Uh, what do you hear about that right now with all the impeachment talks? Is it kind of on the back burner? Uh, I sure hope not. You know, the impeachment discussion is a distraction, and um, a distraction from things that that, uh, that we need to get done. Um, and so... Uh, I'm hoping they can uh, multitask on this thing, or or just get to the things that are, uh, in, in this case, very very important to our industry. And so, um, I, you know, all I can say is that uh, we're we're calling on Speaker Pelosi to bring this to the floor and um, get this thing going. It's uh, it's high time that's done, and high time we uh, uh, get that vote to happen. And the fact is, the administration did their job on this thing. They they uh, they wanted to redo it, and they got got their job done and and got this thing updated it just needs to get past and done and and as i said get that get that uh um uncertainty in our market out of there and and uh make sure that we've got our uh our two very very key trading partners um back on track there you know, Kevin, the main news we hear on trade is China every day. We hear about China uh, plus and minus. The market goes up, the market goes down. But really what's going on is very positive. When you talk about USMCA, you talk about Japan, you talk about South Korea, and you talk about the other agreements in the works, there's a lot of good news on the trade front uh, coming on if, if Congress would just do their job. I, I tell you what, Bruce, that's exactly right. We've actually... You know, I think we're uh, set out for some dominoes to fall. Um, Japan actually uh, getting that uh, that discussion done is uh, a, a huge thing for us to uh, to move forward and, and hopefully puts pressure on some of those other parties that were in TPP and uh, and that we can really get uh, some of those bilaterals done and moving as well. Another uh, good news uh, feeling out in, in the country is is the WOTUS agreement, uh, the the water agreement that has kind of taken a step backward now. That was uh, a lot of regulation uh, against uh, not only agriculture but a lot of uh, industry in this country and and also the general public. And so that's that's a piece of good news. Yeah, for sure. Uh, WOTUS has, has been an issue ever since they uh, came out with the rule a few years ago that uh, just kind of got got uh uh seemed like dropped in everybody's lap as to one of those things that you you just don't expect to ever see happening and and uh and cause an issue like it like it potentially could in the in the way it was formed uh, in the rules there so um something that we're all trying to be done with again and and uh the administration wanted to, to uh you know ran on that as as one of their priorities to get that that fixed and um seems like we're getting closer 
Anything else on on your plate as far as NCGA goes, Kevin? You know, we're, we're certainly going to be working on uh, um, other issues uh, all throughout the year. There's there's lots of things that come up from a regulatory standpoint. Um, we've got some good things going on with uh, within the EPA with uh, the atrazine. Uh, registration or re-registrations and um, other things there as well that I think from a regulatory standpoint we're, we're working with them very well and, and uh, trying to um, you know trying to move things uh, in a positive manner for, for corn growers um, and I'll tell you we're always working on uh, expanding market markets for our um, you know for our livestock partners as well as for our ethanol industry and I think we've got some uh, uh, good things that we're uh, trying to move in uh, in a positive direction to expand our, our markets and demand of corn. Nebraska and Iowa continue their tradition of producing strong leaders at both the state and national levels. Kevin Ross fits that mold. I'm Bruce Gorder on the Rural Radio Network. When bad weather happens, you can rely on KRVM. We are your home for up-to-the-minute coverage of flooding. And a flooded south part of Kearney. Doesn't look like any of these roads are going to open anytime soon. Tornadoes. Three tornado warnings that are in effect right now, and two of them until 745. This storm that has spawned these tornadoes has now grown. And severe weather impacting our listening area. The southern part of this tornadic thunderstorm could be moving back through the Farnham area in the next few minutes as well. We will be there to alert you to any significant weather events and we can take you to the scene with our reporters for in-moment experiences. Where we have the drone right now, we're facing to the south looking at Interstate 80 and literally right off as you head north into Kearney, this is why they have the interstate shut down, waters over the road, so they don't want folks driving through that obviously. With our social media pages, you can find photos, videos, and interviews in real time. Check out krvn.com for podcasts, interviews, and news stories. 880-KRVN. We are who you rely on when bad weather happens. It is time for us to take a look at uh, business, see what's going on around the world, and uh, closer to home, of course, too. We will take a look at uh, the world markets. The Asian market's down today, 34 points. Japan's Nikkei down 34 points. The Hang Seng down 286. In London, the FTSE was up 42, and the German DAX index was up 84. Here in the United States, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was down, or excuse me, up 78 points, and Nasdaq up 24, and the S&P up six, so up marginally here in the United States. We'll turn it over to Bob Brogan for more. Well, the stocks are wavering today after a three-week slide. First they were up, then they were mixed. Now they're up just a little bit, as Scott mentioned. Technical stocks turned slightly higher while industrials remained lower in midday trading. NVIDIA gained 2.6%. Ingersoll Rand gave up 1.1%. Communication stocks made the biggest gains, led by AT&T and Google. ConocoPhillips rose 3% and lifted energy stocks after raising its quarterly dividend. President Trump is set to sign a limited trade agreement today with Japan. The deal would win back for American farmers benefits they lost when the president pulled out of a broader Asia-Pacific pact his first week in office. U.S. farmers have been operating at a disadvantage in Japan since the president withdrew from the Trans-Pacific Partnership Agreement, which had been negotiated by the Obama administration. The other 11 Pacific Rim countries, including big farm producers such as New Zealand and Canada, went ahead without the U.S. and were enjoying preferential treatment in Japan. 
General Electric is freezing the pension plans for about 20,000 workers and offering pension buyouts to 100,000 former employees as it attempts to slash debt. The Boston company says its actions would trim its pension deficit about $5 billion to $8 billion and net debt by about $4 billion to $6 billion. British Labor Union Unite has expressed dismay over reports that the bank HSBC will slash 10,000 jobs worldwide. HSBC declined to comment today on a Financial Times report that the interim chief plans to pursue immediate savings across the group. Contract talks aimed at ending a 21-day strike by the United Auto Workers against General Motors have taken a turn for the worse, hitting a big snag over product commitments for U.S. factories. And uh, a new letter from UAW Vice President Terry Ditus to workers cast doubt on whether there will be a quick settlement in that contract dispute. Meanwhile, BD and Holdridge recently announced the creation of 35 new jobs at its Holdridge facility, that according to the Kearney Hub. The additions increase BD's employment in Holdridge to more than 650 people and nearly 3,200 in Nebraska overall. And that's what's making business headlines today. All right. Thank you very much, Bob. Oil prices are up a little bit, uh, up to $53.21 a barrel. By the way, if you're interested in MLB, there is a game going on right now in Tampa. The, Bay, the Rays are up right now. They need this one. They're down two games to none. They're up right now, leading Houston 3-1 to one on a Kevin Kiermeyer home run. Is all the push to Washington, D.C. to get passage of USMCA helping? Well, according to one congressman, it is. Good afternoon. I'm Susan Littlefield on the Rural Radio Network. Last week, I sat down with Nebraska Congressman Jeff Fortenberry as we talked about USMCA. We know that there's been the push from the National Chamber of Commerce, from local farm bureaus, local ag producers, and national organizations to get this passed. It, frankly, it's all helping. Um, unfortunately, you have policy, you have process, and you have politics. Right. And sometimes politics can interfere both with process and policy. The policy is the right one we need to move forward on this. I absolutely am agree- was in agreement with the president that this had to be renegotiated. It has been. You've seen the president be very commending publicly to Mexico, and I think that's been important. Um, some things to get over with Canada in terms of their own processes. But internally in the United States, it's that political equation here. Um, unfortunately, our system is designed that there's a presidential cycle every four years, our a congressional cycle every two years, and by the word, using the word unfortunate, I mean that it interferes with us being able to do good policy. I'm hopeful, though, that this fall there will be other must-passes pieces of legislation, such as finishing up our budget, and I'm on the Appropriations Committee, and in those windows, there may be a moment where we can come together and get this passed and get it behind us. That's important to Nebraska farmers. It's important for America's well-being. Well, we know, Congressman, that they say that what's been happening in the impeachment talks and all those workings that are underway right now might overshadow yeah. getting this done yeah. before the elections yeah. next year. It's the wild card. It's quite possibly could be the case. Um, I think, frankly, America is exhausted by all this, all of this drama. My advice to Congress, less drama, more work. Uh, I think this would go a long way toward reestablishing not just a, a, a credibility of the governing institutions, but actually regrounding us in something good. Um, 
I think there is enough sympathy on both sides of the political aisle to create a pathway for the new trade agreement. Um, but the wild card variable is the political dynamic. We know and it also affects more than just those in the ag industry. Right. I mean, this USMCA not getting it taken care of, it affects manufacturing, it affects all three countries, yeah. and blue-collar workers in all three countries. Yeah. It also affects Mexico. Uh, maybe we don't necessarily want to talk about that, but I've heard from Mexican officials that the whole idea of an agreement with America actually reset the nature of the diplomatic relationship. We don't want to move, we don't want to lose that. We have problems at our border with illegal entry. Uh, Mexico is now setting up a National Guard type of entity instead of federales just moving in and moving out. That's helpful. Uh, there's an agreement on asylum with Mexico. That's been very helpful. This is why the president, I think, has been commending Mexico um, publicly. Uh, enhancing a spirit of cooperation with our neighbor to the south is very important. As you look and, and we move forward, we know this has to be taken care of. We look beyond USMCA. What are some other things in Washington, D.C.? that you guys are working on. China is on the march. North Korea's problem with the development of nuclear weapons unresolved. Iran, a potential powder keg. Russia continues its nationalistic, expansionistic myth. The world is changing. The 21st century architecture for both military as well as diplomatic and development relationships are absolutely critical to be rethought and engaged in robustly. Part of my conversation with Congressman Fortenberry. I'm Susan Littlefield, Liberal Radio Network. Another quiet day in the Grains Front. Dewey Nelson on the Rural Radio Network as we have with us John Payne, Senior Marketing Analyst with Daniels Ag Marketing in Chicago and publisher of the newsletter This Week in Grain. A pretty narrow trading range again for uh, this today. Oh, you guys woke me up. Broke my nap. Uh, I traded five cents in soybeans. Five cent range uh, in the corn markets. I think we've had a total in the last four days of twenty three cents. Total. That's the total range we had every day up going back to to Monday's close uh, of last week. So um, I think tonight maybe we'll get a little bit of, of spark with the crowd progress report. You know, uh, you'd like to think that the market at least put a little pressure on the bears given um, given the storms that we're seeing out in the northwestern part of the growing region. Uh, it's cold everywhere out west. I'm sure you guys can attest to that. And uh, it's going to get worse here as we get closer to the end of the week, into the weekend. Even down, you know, north Texas Panhandle, where they're just harvesting Milo now, uh, they're going to be looking at frost. So short term, it's, uh, you know, a balance against the USDA and China. I think if uh, if the USDA uh, would, would provide some support and the Chinese uh, walk away with, with uh, good feelings from, from this meeting, I think the market could trade higher, uh, specifically maybe run up above $4 on the December and, you know, we'll call it 930 on the on the NOF. But if things kind of trend the way they've trended, which is USDA WASDE reports typically aren't that bullish and the Chinese-U.S. trade talks tend to end in, uh, in tears, uh, I think you maybe ought to be shorting this thing ahead of it. So it's a, it's a difficult trade right now. In a way, volatility might be the better buy, where you go in and buy a call and a put at the money and just hope for an explosive movie the direction. Tell us more about this, uh, uh, I guess, spreading going on in the wheat market. Well, yeah, we've had a, kind of a weird dynamic really going back, well, we'll call it even 2016, 2017 is when it started. in the KC wheat, which typically is a normal wheat, you know, the, the, the leader of the wheat space when it comes to, to the hierarchy you know you typically have the hard red more expensive and then the soft red with lower premium be cheaper and and really we're at 89 cents the other way we we typically are about 50 to 75 cents 
spread upwards, meaning KC has a 50 to 75 cent premium over over the uh, the Chicago, and that has not been the case this year at all. Um, and that KC market just is a dog. It's it's one of the biggest dogs in the trade right now. Just cannot seem to get any upward momentum. Trading a 402 half here, while uh, Chicago trades 490 and the KC trades 538. That. That won't hold in a delivery. Uh, either those two other other two markets are going to sell off, or I think KC rallies. And in a way, corn is going to take its legs from KC. I think if if if, KC, if corn gets a bullish report and KC doesn't rally, it's going to be difficult to get get corn moving above it. Thanks, John. John Payne, senior marketing analyst, Daniel's Ag Marketing Chicago. Go to their website, DanielsAgMarketing.com. And that'll do it for our midday program here on KRVN. To hear today's midday program in its entirety, go to podcasts on krvn.com. Howdy, folks. This is Rick from Divini Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, Ram, and McCook. When you're ready to buy a new vehicle, expect that our hardworking, experienced staff will treat you just like family. Go to Divini Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge.com today. And remember, it's not a deal until it's a Divini deal.